Chris, you ready? I'm ready. <laughs> What's up, y'all? We back with another episode of Spill the Tea TV, and I have my guy from East Orange, New Jersey. <laughs> Yeah, Chris Patrick, it's me from East Orange. Yes, hey, let's go, let's go, let's get, let's get it. So I know y'all are wondering why do we have this? Oh, I got my nails on the camera; they done broke out. (laughs) 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 Why we have this Popeyes box in front of our board? Why do we have it in the camera? Why do we have it in the camera? Because I heard you be eating Popeye's biscuits dry and you'll just devour them. Like you'll be eating all six, no water, nothing, just straight. Them shits are great. They're great. They're so amazing. What I have for you is I oh am going to set a timer for one minute, and I want you to eat all six of these Popeyes biscuits dry. Nah, you better be ready to call the the, the emergency, the nine one one, the ambulance, <laughs> or some shit. Now we do have. Oh my god! Hand sanitizer. Oh shit! <laughs> Are you crazy. ready? No. <laughs> All right, since this is a challenge and I'm competitive as fuck, I'm going to go through this and go crazy. Let's, Let's go. Let's get it. Oh, go. my God. Oh, 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 oh. Hold on, No, keep going. You got five more. <laughs> we got them from the ghetto, Papa y'all. They is a little bit hard. Why the fuck? Oh, my God. Okay. You got 30 seconds left. You only on biscuit number one still? Yeah. You need some jelly? No. Nah. That's going to make it nasty, but like, yo. Just, yeah, like, what the? You need some milk? I'm still on the first one. Like, this is crazy. I ain't done this in some time. That's crazy. 15 seconds? What you doing? What you doing? I'm still working on the first one. Like, I'm dying. Ten, nine, eight. Oh my God! Four, three, y'all. Okay, y'all. So first off, we went to the. I went to the one on Cascade. They was out of biscuits, and I had to go to the other one down the street on the other side of Cascade. I think y'all just don't go to Popeyes on Cascade. I'm sorry to bash y'all business, but. It's it's all good. It's all good. So we gotta we gotta we gotta blunt for you once we once we wrap it up and get off camera. So shout out to you <laughs> for at least a tip and a break through the biscuits. Yeah, I'm, right now, I'm never eating biscuits from Bobos ever again. Bruh, did we stop your rain? Oh my god. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. It's never over a minute. It's always like I'll be just chilling on my business. I did it over like ten minutes. Uh-huh. A minute though? Give me pressure. So I have another challenge for you, okay? Since I see you be, when you rapping, you be rapping with your hands like you be playing now. Mm-hmm. So, and I read in a Pigeons and Planes interview that your mom used to give you, like, words to rap to when you were younger. So yeah, I know that sure. probably helped you a lot with, like, your lyricism and being sure. spot on and improv. And so I'm going to give you a word. Okay. You can spit a little 16 to it, all right? Okay. All right, so let's do monkey pox. I don't know how I feel about that one. We got to pick another word. Another word? Yeah, I don't know how I feel about Okay. All right. How about, since you got your project coming out right now called X-Files? Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to drive out X-Files? Yep. Okay. Um, 18 months, it took the, 18 months, it took the X-Files. Declassified. That's been the best files. Trying to go get me a little bad. That's a check file. I got to get it. I'm out here trying to get it. Speaking of, <laughs> you know what? You know what I want you to do? Throw out random words. Throw out random words. Random keep it going. Words. Yeah, keep it going All so right. my mind will just keep moving. All right, Olivia. Okay, uh, ain't nobody fuck with us. Olivia the greatest with the PR. She a publicist. Go ahead, just keep just keep getting them out. I swear to God, I okay, got you. Greatest rapper alive. 
Raiders rapper alive. I ain't trying to be no a-hole. Fuck Kendrick Lamar, even J. Cole. That's me. I'm top five. Not Oz. <laughs> <laughs> Say, no, I love Kendrick J. Cole for sure, though. What about New Jersey? Last one. Uh, 070, that's the place that I come from. I ain't never been the one with them dumb dumbs. We went from the summer to all the times in the cold to realize that just Jersey boys can never even fold. Some shit like that. Wrigley. Hey. Oh, I gotta watch my cussing. I'm so sorry. You good, you good, you good, good. Now, I've been following you for quite some time. You and your whole crossroads. For sure. Gang collective. So, how did you just hone in that cult like following that you have? Because people be like, oh, Chris Patrick, oh, Chris Patrick. Then you like have people like playing trivia and trying to ask questions about you, and you have like a whole unlock thing on your website. So, how did you get people just to hone in on you as supporters? Uh, I think I just put myself out there as a person. Um, you know, I'm gonna be real. Uh, I really watched a lot of this uh, from Cole, to be honest. Uh, Cole was very. Very, very, very out there for the people, like all the time. Like he just was always present with the people, and I kind of watched him, and I watched kind of the Dreamville mode, and I just kind of put myself out there. And over the time of me putting myself out there, I just put out random facts over mm -hmm. time. I didn't know it was gonna be using trivia, but it is cool to watch <laughs> people get the tens out of tens who have been watching for like two, three years, and just getting that right. So that, that's fine to me. But that honestly, I just put it out there, and I interact with everybody. That is fire. That is fire. So going from Lost Files, you had an EP, and I love the rollout, how you did all the freestyles before dropping the EP. So going from Lost Files, and now we're transitioning to X-Files. Uh-huh. So what's, like, the difference between the two? So I feel like Lost Files was more so a preparation. It's like, well, you know, you go out to the restaurant, you don't just get the food, you get the appetizer. Right. And that was the whole thing. Like, I want to give a little appetizer to people so they could have that, and then they could go into the entree. Now, this is a new restaurant. We ain't really been here before, so you got to try appetizer to even see what the food is like. I know there's people who don't know about me, but I know they like the Lost Files. Mm -hmm. So if you like the Lost Files, rock with X-Files, because it's literally that, to a greater extent, over 14 tracks. Okay. And... And X-Files, you talk a lot just about, like, mental health and, like, finding yourself and bouncing back from whatever you went through and fighting demons. Damn. So would you say, like, what do you think, like, black men in hip-hop deal with, like, mentally? like Al Alcohol and Popeye's biscuits. That's <laughs> what I think. Um, nah, I think, uh, truthfully, uh, I think there's a lot of pressure to uh, be successful, uh, especially from coming from past generations. I think the idea that... A lot of us as black men come from spaces that may not have been conducive to success prior to when you first see it, especially like if you're the first of your time to see success to that level. Um, there's no guidebook for this. You're just kind of winging it, hoping that what you're doing is right. Obviously, you're going to mess up and make mistakes as we move through this. But like, I think that's the biggest struggle, trying to make a name for yourself while also reaping the benefits mm -hmm. of what's going on. As crazy as it is, the person who pioneers it usually isn't the person who sees the greatest reward it's usually the people after that mm -hmm. so like i think as a black man moving through this mm -hmm. the goal is to obviously understand that this is bigger than just me mm -hmm. and realize that i'm just you know literally planting seeds and hoping that these trees grow to give shade for somebody else type shit like that's really my whole thing you know Okay, and then, like, when you open up X-Files, it's like, you were asking the question, like, where does your happiness lie? Oh, you tapped in, and I thought I was tripping when you said X-Files, but let's go, I'm rocking. I just feel like you, I feel like you asked that question to yourself. Yeah, that's like, really, that's really me. Uh, to, you got, you got a lot of questions about X-Files? Right. I, I, I 
really like the entire project. I feel like you just gave us so many different blends and genres and feels. Cause it's like, oh, it's a song I can I can play when I'm in my feelings. Oh, it's a song when I feel like, dang, I should have been on the phone with my therapist, or man, I'm <laughs> losing it, or yeah. I love I love my niggas, I love my gang, but then it's like, nah, I won't rock with them ops. Like, <laughs> oh my like, god, you really rock with the project. All right, cool. So I guess with that intro track, it really did start with a uh, me kind of questioning myself because. Wow, nobody's ever asked me that. For everybody who's heard the project, nobody's ever asked me that. They always like, who are you talking to when you say that? But I'm really talking to myself because, like, in the place, damn, I never, wow, I never talked about this before. But, like, that place of where I wrote that from was, like, thematically where it sits on the project. You, you sat through the whole thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know where it is, like, rooftops. I've never spoken on this, but that intro is, like, the moment on rooftops right before the outro hits, like making that decision, like, yo, where does your happiness lie? What is it that you actually feel as a person? What is it that you're trying to achieve? What matters most to you? So yeah, I was asking myself, wow, that's crazy. Nobody ever asked me that. <laughs> if you want to take us through the walk through the project, you can, because then it goes into gang activity, which okay. you've been pushing for a minute. And yeah. it's like, if you really from the hood or you really yeah. got your niggas or your folks that you rock with, y'all act like a family. Like somebody Absolutely. bring home the bag and it's for all of y'all. So. Yo, so I, I, I guess the best way to really describe it, uh, I guess the intro is really the ending, uh, essentially. Okay. That's really like the, prim that, that, that's, that's, that's the preface to where we about to go with this whole thing like we really paint the whole story of where this project is about to go in the intro and uh i guess we start from there you know gang activity like literally like you said like we all come from different walks of life and stuff but i know for myself like just me and all my homies growing up where we like grew up east orange orange west orange south orange all that we all just came together that was our family essentially and uh we just kind of figured out how to be great Every day. I mean, there was a lot of buffoonery. I know for me, myself, I kind of stayed out of the way a lot of times. I was an observer, but it wasn't like everything that was happening with my mans wasn't a part of my life. Cause like I'm seeing you every day and we with each other every day. And like I'm noticing changes in you as you growing. And that, you know, that's what it is. And mm -hmm. through those changes as we grow, we, we move into something like snakes. You see people start to weed out and you know, stuff like that. And I ain't gonna lie, not every not every nigga your nigga. Not everybody solid. And it's like, you know, that's 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 something I had to learn, uh, learn, learn very quickly. And the way I got through that, you know, up now, obviously I'm grinding on myself. I'm watching myself grow through this process. And I think that's where a lot of the jealousy and the whole thing started to happen. As mm. I started to see a lot of things go up for myself, I know other people weren't really the fondest of it. I think it's all love now, yeah. but I know in the moment, especially- People can't understand it sometimes, maybe. They can't, you know what I'm saying? And on top of that, Jersey don't got a pipeline for artists. So mm. one man's treasure is- you know, like that's every man tragedy. Yeah. Oh, he going crazy. I'm gonna just do what he doing, or I'm gonna yeah. try to stifle this man. So, like, I'm be real. I don't really sound like a lot of Jersey artists. I kind of mm. stayed out of the way all that, and it helped me just carve my own way through this. You know, I was what I'm gonna saying? ask you about the New Jersey rap scene. So I'm glad yeah, you spoke on it's that. It's very, very different than uh, what I do per se. I definitely think there are pieces that I infuse into my own stuff that I think can show love to a lot of that. But I try to stay out of the way. Like, I just be trying to do what I gotta do for myself because I know how competitive it is. It's doggy dog world. Like. Everybody in Jersey just want to get to it, you know what I'm right. saying? And that's where I think a lot of the snake stuff started happening. Well, up now, it was like, all right, I'm starting to see the changes for myself. Like, this is amazing. Forget everything else that's going on. I'm separating myself from that. Right. And uh, I'm finding like my way. You can't go back to what you were. And Absolutely. You're, you're set for it. And now there's a benefit of that. You know, you're going up and stuff like that. But I know for myself, it's crazy. I feel like I'm getting, like, interviewed, like, on some deeper level. Yes. This is crazy. But, like, as I was going up and all this stuff, I'm starting to like it's it's good it's good to go up and stuff like that but I realized that the changes again uh you see what I did there you see what I did there yeah uh, there yeah. we go there we the go. changes you know what I'm saying wasn't for everybody mm -hmm. um this whole project is about self forgiveness before I continue any further so I feel like a lot of this whole journey is watching the growth over three years and just being able to forgive myself for the moments where like 
I just wasn't the greatest. And realizing that as, you know, to bring it back to your point about black men in this industry, we just growing. We trying to figure it out. Right. Because I'm not going to lie, it changes. My shorty just called, so she done with the drama. She don't rock with the transformation that come with the comma. Like, <laughs> shout out my shorty. But, uh, shout you out know. Shout out down, for yo, real. Yo, for real. That's, that's my hard. dog. That's my dog. That's my best friend. Uh, but, uh, yeah, she, uh, it was it was rough watching her adjust to, like, some cool stuff that was happening. And I know for a fact, as things were adjusting, I didn't really know myself like that. So, mm. like, I feel like I was just all over the place, not really knowing where my head was at a lot of times, mm-hmm. and I'm watching this happen. Um, Lead Me On. That's my I favorite. I love that one. Mm-hmm. I feel like that one just makes me want to get sexy and dance. <laughs> it makes me you have to push, you have to put that one out in Atlanta for real. Yeah, I'm trying, uh, listen, I hear you, because like, obviously like before this, I had a project and it was really just rap, mm-hmm. and I knew that a lot of folks was coming in with rap, but my whole thing about this project that's mad important to me is I want to make it inclusive to everybody, mm-hmm. so like, we five tracks in, we got Lead Me On now, the whole vibe switch. When we did a playback session in LA, I watched everybody be like, oh, yeah, what is this? Like, you do have different. some R&B on there, and it's yeah. crazy because I saw you did the R&B Only Fest with Dende, mm-hmm. and then I see people tweeting like, oh, Chris Patrick is R&B. Da-da-da. Oh, mm-hmm. he raps, but he does R&B. Yeah. Like, I grew up in an R&B crib. That's really mm-hmm. what it was. Like, Earth, Wind & Fire. Well, Sorry, Mary J. Blige and Earth, Wind & Fire were played very heavily. Obviously, Mary being the more R&B, but the Earth, Wind & Fire stuff that was playing a lot of times, it really it sticks in my head now. Like, rap wasn't the first thing I listened to when I was growing up. So, like, Lead Me On, you know, just to double down on my, on my shorty, I remember we had a conversation one time as we was shooting a video, and she was just like, yo, I never signed up for this. And, like, I was mad, but, like, actually, she didn't. Like, she just signed up to be with a good individual after all the day. I didn't think all this stuff that was changing was going to really affect. I yeah. swear to God. So, like... That's really where uh, that song really come from. It's really cool how the message is deep on that, but it still make you want to get sexy and mm, get outside. Yeah. That's really important. <laughs> really important. After that is last time, because you know how it be. Like, yeah, we got to stop, leave somebody alone. Yeah, you know, sometimes I ain't know last time was the last time. But she broke it off with you. She's the one that yeah. said it was the last time. Yeah, yeah, I Because, you know, we get into arguments and stuff. We over here, X, Y, and Z. It's like, dang, I ain't, I ain't know you was dead serious this time. And that's when I, I started seeing a lot of shifts in, like, my life. I'm like... Whew, okay, well, uh, you're not here anymore. <laughs> what am I going to do? And I'm, you know, working through the process of trying to, like, uh, identify to myself, like, what what does it mean to be, what does it mean to be Chris Patrick? Right. Like, that, what, is, what does that mean? So, like, that was a really, 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 really crazy moment for me. And uh, I'm glad I was able to put it in, in a song, because that's on fire. Yeah, that's all it's fire. fire. That's all fire. It is hard. After that, uh, Useless. So, Useless is interesting, too, because when I, when I, when I, when I was going through a couple of things I was going through with my girl, it was like, Dang, like, I just want to be a good person to you. And I feel like I'm letting all this whole music stuff, like, really just alter my mind and how I'm, like, my perspective of how I'm seeing the world and stuff I'm like that. I'm just happy that you feel like she's worth it. Oh, yeah, you that's my baby. Yeah, that's my baby, for sure. That's my baby. Like, on everything. Like, I, like, oh, man, I still, I still live out of way over here. Like, yo, if I could be a stay-at-home dad and just make lunches and sweep, I'd do that. That's no, my baby. Jesus, for please send me a guy that feels like <laughs> this about me. I beg of thou. Yes. I just hope that if God sends you a guy like that, he do eat Popeye's biscuits. Like I hope he like every <laughs> night he gets he get a whole box and he eat them right in your face. Let see, look see at how you. hard these are. Oh my god. Oh my god. And that's what you had me oh eat. God. That's that's the problem. <laughs> I took one bite and I said, "Oh, I'm about to I'm about to lose it. This is it. I, oh this god. is it." Exactly. You see that? This is this is what Popeye's in Atlanta is like. See, Popeye's <laughs> in Jersey Popeye's don't hit like this. So real quick before we continue, uh, <laughs> my my grandmother to, to get a story about this. My grandmother used to always order a, a K Popeye Popeyes. It was Popeyes. It was a KFC or Popeyes, one or two. And I think about it. She started with KFC, uh, the KFC biscuits and stuff like that. We used always get them. I used to ask my grandpa, like, "Yo, could you get extra biscuits?" And like I used to have all my cousins in the crib sometimes. So like, 
we get but so much chicken and then we just eat biscuits. But I, I used to love the biscuits. I, mm. I used to pray that nobody was eating any biscuits because mm. I used to. <laughs> eventually went from KFC to Popeye's. I think Popeye's biscuits are definitely better than KFC. Okay. But like that's just something that inherently never left me. And I only eat Popeye's biscuits now. So you actually had me break my fast of what I'll be eating <sighs> these things for. Is when we're doing the final masters to the uh, the project. Like once we were in the final mixing stage, I sit down, I eat some Popeye's biscuits. And every time so my engineer right now currently is Elton. Shout out Elton in Chicago. Shout out to him. He turned around and was like, you ain't about to eat no biscuits, bruh. I said, yes, the hell I am. And I brought the biscuits. And he looked at me and was like, yo, something wrong with you, bruh. I said, listen, this is just a tradition. I do this. It's what it is. But he made a moment of it on Twitter. So that was hilarious. That was so hilarious. And you know then I know Insane. I know you had put that one out early, too. Yeah. So useless and Insane kind of go hand in hand. Okay. Um, after all the stuff that was happening, because like, I touched on the whole thing with my girl, but like that whole moment of the last time and leaving you on, it was kind of almost more reflective of like a lot of things happening in the, like other relationships with like my friends and stuff. Like it felt like they was like kind of losing me as an individual. And I feel like I was losing myself for real, for real. Like one of my closest friends is uh, Miz, so he always be keeping me in check when stuff like that be happening. But me and him had talks and he was just like, yeah, bro, you got to keep your balance and all this stuff. And like he really helped me like, really figure a lot of this stuff out. But uh, useless, it was an interesting moment for me because I think I was trying to get something going and I didn't attend a meeting and one of my homegirls, Asia, she tweeted on me and I was just like, dang, that really brought me to earth. It made me remind myself, like, why am I doing this? Like, I'm over here not attending meetings. I'm not being present. I don't think, right. I've, ever, I don't think I've missed a meeting since then. Mm -hmm. I think I was late to her meeting the other day, like one time, one time, but I have not missed a meeting since. Like, she got my, like, she really kicked on me really, really bad. Okay. And like, the one thing that's crazy is because my girl be telling me a lot of stuff. So when my friends tell me it too, I'll be like, yeah, and I so, so I'm just over here in my mind like right, I got work on myself. So at that point, I'm over here just trying to like figure out where in my life I need to do like where I need to go to find purpose. And toward the end of the song, I'm like, yeah, I finally got it. Uh, crazy thing happened to me. My cousin actually ended up killing himself uh, by accident oh. with his gun. So that's where the whole ending of useless was oh, into I'm insane. Sorry. You know, it's, it's, I don't mean to just dismiss it, but like yeah. you know, in my heart, I kind of like moved off from it. And um, the reason why they kind of go is going hand in hand together is because as I'm going through this space of success or what I'm feeling is success, uh, I'm trying to find my own purpose in life. Parallel, my cousin, who I haven't checked on in X amount of time, just had this happen to him. So it's like, for me, it's a crazy parallel how like I'm thinking this and then this actually happens. And I just was like, yo, that's rough. And then through that moment, as we go into insane, it's more of a reflection of just like a lot of folk I lost. Cause I'm not gonna lie, in okay. the process of creating this project, it spans over three years, but in the mm. process of me creating it over 18 months, I realized like how detached I got as a person. Mm. I get really bad. Like, I'm not going to lie. I got two phones. Okay. And like, I got like some close people in here, but like, I got my girl in here. So like a lot of times I'll just put this one away and I'll pull this oh. one. I'll just text my girl. Yeah. Because like, I re she, she really checked me on just the idea like, yo, you don't, you got to come back to earth. Like, this is not everything. You got to be a human again. You got to be human. And I'm not going to lie. I think for a lot of people in this industry, we do tend to turn off what it really means to be people. Like, yeah. you got to really do a better job of that. And yeah. I feel like I was in Insane, I was going through that. And the bad part about Insane is at the end, we start going into this, pro like, the liquor, the drugs, it gets crazy at Oasis, you know what I'm saying? Like, that's where I was just trying to find it. Like, it is a three-year project, so, like, it did start from, like, end of college, and it continued into this. Like, my, okay. my grandpa passed away. He was actually... Uh, he dealt with he dealt with the liquor. He was he was he was he definitely uh got into it. So like yeah, my I feel grandfather like, too. So you know I feel like maybe all my grandfathers did. You know what I'm saying? We might have be some hereditaryness that happened, but I definitely feel like that hereditary stuff is real. And yeah. um, 
I feel like I definitely picked up some of them habits and I wasn't the biggest, I wasn't, I wasn't really proud of them. And, and rather than confront a lot of my feelings that I was having, ultimately, um, I just kept doing more stuff to just distract me from it. Yeah. And then we hit, <laughs> we hit fly away. I was with the homies and I LA. love that song. I love your I'm song. I'm glad you, you do. I'm glad you do. Thank you so much. And I feel like that, that one can hit like a chart of a different genre. Yo, that, and that's the whole thing. I just want to make, cause I feel like as a people, again, like I know for a fact that I'm a ever growing person and it doesn't make sense for me to just describe my life as one thing. I like to have the music kind of embody exactly that moment. Like Oasis feels like a house party vibe. That's on some, mm-hmm. like on something very calm, whereas Flyaway, it goes up. That was my first time ever trying shrooms. And what? when I tell you, yeah, like that whole, you ever tried shrooms before? That's my friend Alex Bannon. She's from Chicago. Uh, I had her do that just to symbolize how just amazing that moment was that for feeling, me. Cause yeah. like, I really felt like this, I was happy as what, but like in the back of my mind, I'm thinking to myself like, Yo, what is going on? Like I'm losing I'm losing it right now. And I remember my homies watching me, they was like, Yeah, you you tripping. Yeah. But they just was like, Hey bro, we gonna we gonna we gonna hold you down when it's all done, like when it's all over and stuff like that. So I was just like, Hey bro, appreciate y'all. So I just kinda was rocking with it like that. Um next one, Oakland interlude. So we initially made Seattle we had a project before the Seattle interlude. We just kinda really dive deep into the toxicity of relationships, which is super, super fire. The first half is Put it to be to, to be honest, Seattle and Oakland are usually about like one of my homies who's going through some craziness oh, of his thing. But it's like even as I'm looking at the craziness of my homies' life, I'm trying to own parallel parallels with me. Like even as me and my girl was going through some of the stuff, it's like yo, I'm still gonna slide on you on that Uber to me time. Like you know what I'm saying? Like we trying to figure this out, and it calls back to even to lead me on. It's like you know like if I'm not who you said you want, then why'd you lead me on to yeah. you know <laughs> like it's, it's it's not my fault. This is what you said you wanted. Right. But then as we move into that next song, Scared, it's more so like me even realizing like I'm too prideful as a person. Like I got to drop that. And I think a lot of... I think that's how a lot of men are. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think I think as a, as a whole, like when it comes to just like love and stuff and all of this, I think we, we, we put up walls because we'd be scared to really like tap in with that type of stuff. Or yeah. perhaps growing up, we really didn't see a lot of that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So like... And then you know the whole thing where as far as like men aren't afraid to... Men aren't supposed to have emotions and feelings and cry. Yeah, that's and- a real thing. Folks really be going through that. And all like all the stuff that all the shenanigans that we get into and stuff, it kinda like makes us jaded. And we don't yeah. always like really see the truth at the end of the day. So like you find yourself even play back to the to the intro, like you find yourself in a grave full of hate and drugs. It's like, dang, I could have did so much more for myself if I just applied it the way I should have. So like through that whole record of scared, I'm just like, I, I had a moment with my girl. I just told her like, Hey, like I don't think I know how to effectively love as a person, but mm-hmm. I'm going to work at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not going to lie. Like shout out, shout out to my shorty, shout out to Mary. Uh, she really taught me how to love, like receive love, how to get love. And I'm obviously like, I don't know if it's obvious, but I'm working on self-love. Like, that's the most important thing. I can tell thing, through you know the project. Yeah, He's talking like, about that a lot. That was everything to me. Like, just trying to detach myself. Like, taking them shots with y'all was fun because it's like, all right, I'm doing this because we about to do this, this pile of fire versus six, seven months ago. It would have been like, all right, I'm probably going through something today anyway. Like, let's, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was it was belligerent. Like, it was, it was, it was wild. It was mm. wild. And, like, I... Uh, you know, through that scare record, I really just had to come to terms with, like, a lot of, like, things that I was really feeling that I talked to her about. And I was just like, hey, bro, like, I'm gonna be real. I'm in it with you. I'm sorry I haven't been able to, like, do that. But, like, I'm here now. I'm trying to really just be better for myself. Like, I, I ultimately, at the end of the day, 
me being better for her starts with me being better for myself. So I'm right. better for us, like better for myself and better for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Right. And then rooftops, we bring it back to the intro again. Where's your happiness lie? And it's just the understanding. Um, it's crazy because at the time when I wrote that, we we wasn't together. But like the resolve is like we together and we, we work in the world, a lot of amazing things. And with rooftops, it was more so like me essentially forgiving myself. Like, yo, this pain don't last here forever. Like you shouldn't make a decision. You shouldn't make a permanent decision over something that's temporary in terms of the feel. So, like, right. that whole moment for me was just amazing because I was like, all right, cool. Like, I finally found peace with a lot of this stuff. Like, I left it open-ended because, obviously, you know, we still writing the story as we come through with all this stuff. But it was amazing journey. Like, the whole project is an amazing journey. And in terms of all the stories, it's an amazing journey of just, like, self-forgiveness. That's everything. That's everything. Like, all right, cool. With all these changes that happen, and there's no guidebook to how you get to that top point, like, how do you ultimately find peace with yourself? You got to forgive yourself, especially right. if you're the first of your own doing all this. Like, not that other people in my family haven't done, like, amazing things, but, like, for me and my homies, essentially, I'm, like, one of the, like, first people, like, not putting the first people, but I'm definitely one of the pioneers for, like, just pushing for doing whatever you want to do type thing. And, like, being the person that eyes are on, it's easy to make mistakes. I can't tell yeah. you how many I've made, but it's just me holding myself accountable and trying to be better every day. I ain't perfect. At all, but so proud of you. I'm so proud of you, black <laughs> man, for getting through it. Yeah, I'm trying. Cause I know I'm they trying. say like, like the suicide rate for black men is like one of the highest. So it's I'm crazy. glad that you, you. It seems like in this project, you held yourself accountable yeah. for a lot of things, and it's like you, and it's like you listen to people. I feel like some people don't listen. You yeah, know? I'm, I'm uh. So like, people could text me a whole ten paragraph. They could honestly, you could write me a book right now, mm -hmm. and I could read the whole book and won't remember anything. But if you say this one distinctive line to me. I'm going to literally live off it and I'm going to build off it. Cause there's like everything everybody says is important, but it's just like rap. Like you want them captionable lines. Folks mm -hmm. be hitting me with them captionable bars and I'll be like, Jesus, right. like I got to really improve myself. You know what I'm saying? So I remember everything. Like I remember everything that's really, really important to me. I'll be, I'll be creeping her out when I'll be telling her how I'll be remembering certain things that I'll be telling her. And she'd be like, you'll be listening. I'm like, yeah, I do. I do. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be remembering. That's so you know what good. I'm saying? To actually be honest, the project started this day. It's uh, June 30th, 2019. Um, I think the best way to sum it up is that's the day I started to like really practice self-forgiveness. That's the okay. process of that journey. Like just trying to learn to like, hey, bro, it's okay. You good. That's good. Like I said, I am so proud of you. And thank you so much for coming by Spill the TTV. Man, hey, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry about the business. You going to eat gotta forgive me. No. <laughs> See, that's the problem. Like, you got that's me That's why here. I ain't got no booty. I don't be eating biscuits. But I need to, I don't be eating hard biscuits. So, you know, that's another thing. So, like, what made you say, like, I'm going to go get these biscuits? Because I really wanted to see you. They said you be eating dry biscuits. And I really want to see I do it. be eating dry biscuits, but I've never been timed dry biscuits. <laughs> like, come on, let's do it together. You got a half, I got a half. Let's do it together. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. All right. Yep. Yep. One, two, and. You got four bites. You want to talk about? Like, it's like a brick. All right, guys. That's this is a lot of work. That's a wrap. I'm going to be talking with retainers in my mouth. This is X-Files. Y'all make sure y'all follow Chris Patrick and Tika. And make sure y'all get X-Files. Right August 10th. Make sure you stream. And shout out to the TTV, shout out Chris, and we out. You lucky they got ass because I would have been cursing up a storm if it, I swear to God, I swear to God. <laughs>